Welcome to the Simple Living Podcast, the podcast helping you incorporate simplicity in today's chaotic world. We offer information, tips, inspiration, and advice on managing overwhelm and living a life that's more balanced. And here's your host, Dr. Jessica Ham. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Simple Living Podcast. I am Dr. Jessica Ham, and it is a pleasure to have you with me today as uh, my listening audience. You know, one of the main reasons I decided to start this podcast is just a little bit about myself, first of all. I am a mental health therapist and also a yoga instructor, a wife, and a mother. One of the things I see within my client population is so many people are, especially nowadays, overwhelmed, overworked, um, and really having a difficult time finding ways to balance everything that they're doing in their lives. Um, You know, as I mentioned my introduction, I, I know I have several different titles, and a big thing is just being able to balance everything. Do I have my moments where it's difficult? Absolutely. I am human. Um, But that was a big reason for me to start the the name of my company, which is Simple Living, and also the name of this podcast, because I think one thing that can be helpful for all of us is finding more balance in our life. And part of that starts with simplicity. You know, uh, actually this past year, my husband and I made a pretty big move to a small area here in Tennessee, um, living in a much larger city. But we felt that it was very important in raising our daughter just to kind of help first have some family close by and also to kind of go to a slower, simpler pace of life. And let me tell you, it has been really great so far. Um, In the beginning, it was a little bit of an adjustment for myself just because I've lived in the city for so long. But I'm really starting to enjoy it. And a lot of that, too, is learning to have simplicity and sometimes just making that type of decision can be difficult in itself. So with these podcasts, I do hope to offer you some tips and some advice and inspiration perhaps of how to you know, incorporate simplicity in your own life. So today, I definitely want to talk about something that is near and dear to me, and it's all around us, and that is technology. I have a love and hate relationship with technology. On one hand, in my clinical setting, I write all of my notes by hand. I do not do anything on the computer. I am very old-fashioned in that way. I like to actually have textbooks where I can grab them. I do not like reading things on the Kindle, on the computer, uh, that sort of thing. And I also do not have my own personal social media, which is very interesting to many of my friends and colleagues. Uh, But it's also helpful for me to kind of have a more simplistic way of doing things. I do have social media for my for my uh, professional business um, and that can sometimes be challenging enough to navigate through all that. But in the same respect, I also love technology. I love the fact that I also am able to do online counseling with many of my clients who may not have access to be able to come see me in person. I love that. I also teach for an online university, uh, Kaplan, and that is fantastic. I love teaching to my students online, and I'm also very grateful that 
A, I can work from home, but I'm also able to reach students that I may not normally be able to reach because of work schedule or family life. And I also graduated from an online university myself. Um, I graduated from uh, Capella and also went to Argosy as my master's degree, both online universities. And so I do have many aspects of technology that I like and many aspects that also I think can make it difficult in our world that we live in right now. Often, and I'm sure everyone out there has seen this, you walk down maybe the store or you're looking in a restaurant and people are always on their phones. Uh, that is something that does bug me about today's world. Um, definitely walking somewhere and trying to have a conversation with someone can be more difficult because they're more engaged in their cell phone. And also having clients who have been teens, that's also been a real challenge. And for many of you that are parents to teens out there can probably identify with this, that Many teens live in their cell phones. And also that can be said for many adults. And as I was looking through many of the things that technology offers for this podcast, you know, I came across several really interesting things. So I want to get started into the history, first of all, of technology. You know, with communication, as human beings, we crave interaction. And just looking over the history of communication in our society, you know, we, we started out just basically inventing the alphabet um, many, many thousands of years ago in the ancient worlds. And also the invention of paper. Um, the Egyptian culture is a lot of times given credit for that. And it's my understanding, too, the Chinese were some of the first people to actually use uh, written paper. And another thing that has kind of evolved greatly in our communication system is um, in the ancient world, they had a very old-fashioned postal system. They were some of the first ones to come up with the postal system. And then in the first century, we saw the invention of the printing press. Um, in the 17th century, the invention of the newspaper. You know, in 1565, the first pencil was invented. Then we see in the 19th century, the first paid postage was invented. And you know, going from there, and we think about all those things that seem so prehistoric to us, in the 1800s, the telephone was invented. And you know, with our current age of cell phones everywhere, when you think about it, the telephone is still pretty new when it comes to technology. Uh, in 1925, the invention of the television set 1965, uh, email was invented through some of the first um, things from the military. And so that was very interesting for me to discover. And then the same thing with the invention of the internet, uh, which is credited to being around 1969. Uh, it's obviously a very prehistoric style internet. And then more recently, you know, we've had the invention of the cell phone in 1973. That was the first publicized uh, mobile phone call that was made by uh, Martin Cooper, who was with Motorola. And since this time, we've also seen the invention of social media. Uh, in 1997, Six Degrees was created. And then we had 
oh, the good old age when MySpace came around. I remember everyone, it seemed like, had a MySpace page. LinkedIn, PhotoBucket, Flickr. In 2005, we had YouTube. And then after that, we had Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, Foursquare, Pinterest. It seems like all these different social medias are out there now which really do give us the ability to do some really great things. We can communicate with individuals that we may not see on a regular basis for whatever reason. Individuals who are overseas, I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for many of our military families to be able to engage with family members and loved ones that they in past may not have been able to interact with. So definitely technology has really allowed our society to evolve. And so today, I want to focus on some of the news stories, if you can't tell from my handy little news bit there, uh, about technology and stress and how it affects us in our everyday life. You know, here in the last several years, especially after uh, the cell phone and social media have been so popular, there have been a lot of publicized stories and also publicized research about the effects of social media and technology in our everyday life. And I came across several, and if you actually start looking this up online, it can get a little depressing. But there are several articles, and I will post uh, some of the links to these on my website. But one of the ones I found that was very interesting uh, is called Technology Stressing You Out. You're not alone. And it focuses on a study that was done by the American Psychological Association uh, concerning its annual Stress in America survey. And some of the results of this study, they found 9 out of 10 Americans say they're constantly or often checking their emails, texts, social media accounts, and this can lead to higher levels of stress. And I don't know about you, but I am guilty, even on days off, of checking my email, uh, checking my text messages, uh, phone calls, those sorts of things. Um, and I do uh, also like to frequent Pinterest. Uh, that is one social thing that I do have because of all the handy little recipes that you see on there. Um, it makes it so tempting. And, you know... One of the things mentioned by this particular article that uh, electronic stress uh, can sometimes be brought about because we just don't want to unplug. And a couple of the things, too, that uh, different discussions on social media, such as political or cultural discussions, can cause people to stress out, too. And that is something that I've suggested in the past to some of my clients that I've seen um, who do spend a lot of time on social media because some of the stories on there can get very depressing, depending on what is going on. And I often tell them, you know, if, if that is making you feel depressed, don't engage in that source. It can be very difficult to say that to people because that's the way many get their news, their socialization, those sorts of things. So it can be difficult. And another article that I did discover that was really interesting is called Why Technology Has Only Helped Add Stress to Workers. And one of the things that was very interesting in here that I thought was mentioned is um, we are in a society where we like to multitask, and I'll do a whole other podcast on how there's really no such thing as multitasking, but technology has made us efficient individuals. 
Um, we no longer have to, you know, wash our dishes all by hand. We can throw them in the dishwasher if we choose, leaving us maybe more time to do other things. But because of this, we are trying to do so many things um, that we are often becoming very overwhelmed. And there is a blurred line, and I see this with many individuals I work with, um, between our work environment, our home environment, and our leisure environment. Um, with technology, many of these things have become very enmeshed because the internet has allowed us to keep up with everything that is going on. When we're not physically at our work location, we can still be getting work emails on our phone. And I think this is important to focus on too as we're working on ways to find more simplicity in our lives. You know, how do we back away from that? How do we make these boundaries that will allow us, when we're at home, to actually be at home and engaged with our family at home? And for some, this can be a very difficult thing, especially I know for individuals that may own their own business, um, that can be very difficult. And another article that I found, um, which I think is very, very important, is has to do with your sleep. This is something that I talk to many of my clients about um, when they come into my office or if I'm doing online counseling with them. What is your sleep like? And so many now report going to sleep with their cell phone or their iPad um, next to them and they're either reading something on their phone or doing some type of social media. And, and actually, there's been a lot of studies that have shown, um, first of all, the, the light from this can make us and keep us awake. And our circadian rhythm gets very disturbed um, because it doesn't know whether it should be asleep or not. And this particular article says that 60% um, of 13 to 64 year olds experience problems sleeping. Um, and that study was done by the National Sleep Foundation. That is a lot of individuals. That is over half um, of a population. And then 63% of those surveyed by the National Sleep Foundation don't feel like they get enough sleep. And so a lot of times when we don't get enough sleep, it can be linked to depression, obesity, diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease, many different things. And also it can be linked to other uh, mental health symptoms. I see it a lot with anxiety, ADHD, those sorts of things um, when we're not getting enough sleep. And 95% of 18 to 29 year olds report in this study uh, they sleep with their phones right next to their bed. So even when we're sleeping, we have this just natural tendency to have our sleep, our phone right next to us so that we can grab it in a moment's notice. And I think part of this too is very interesting because it shows how we're neglecting many of our basic needs just so that we can somehow stay connected with the outside world. And you know, another thing that I often mention to a lot of my clients that have report sleep issues, do you check your phone at night? Because that's something um, that can keep a lot of people awake. And the same study finds that 50% check their phone immediately if they wake in the night. So very, very interesting study there. And, you know, as I kind of went through some of these things, 
you know, not only is it affecting us individually, it also affects our relationships. So many clients, um, male and female, may have a spouse uh, that engages in a lot of cell phone use or social media, and a lot of times they'll report to me they feel that they are married to that device or married to that social media uh, because they spend so much time on it. And uh, one particular article is called, Are You in Love With Your Smartphone? 75% of women admit devices are ruining their relationships. And one thing that it mentions in here, it says that uh, psychologists claim increasing numbers of people in long-term partnerships are having to compete with their partner's smartphone for attention, making it the third wheel in their relationship. And three quarters of women in a committed relationship feel their smartphones are interfering with their love life and um, reducing the amount of time they spend with their partner. So, you know, if you're one of these people, Maybe that's a question that you ask yourself, you know, how much of my time am I devoting to others around me, my spouse, my um, loved ones, kids, that sort of thing, before your social media or your cell phone or some type of technology takes over your life. So when we're dealing with this, you know, how do you find balance? Because social media, cell phones, technology, all that is such a big part of our society now. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's having it in healthy doses, which I think a lot of times individuals with anything uh, have struggled with. Uh, a lot of times our tendency as a society is we're either all in or we're not in at all. There's no gray area. And that's one thing I see a lot with my clients is sometimes there is difficulty finding that gray area, finding that healthy balance with putting all these things together. I did find an article that I thought was interesting. It says, uh, when technology addiction takes over your life, are you a tangled mess of Blackberries, emails, PDAs, iPhones, laptops, and cell phones? And they offer suggestions on how to untangle everything and have a healthy balance. Uh, a few of the things that they mention in this particular article uh, that I thought were interesting is rest. Uh, so important, you know, why we need rest, which we talked about, you know, when you're sleep deprived, there's all sorts of things that can happen. There's mental health ramifications, there's physical ramifications. Um, so that's very important to make note of. And another thing too is making sure that you're monitoring you know, how much time are, am I actually spending on my phone? Because oftentimes the amount of time that we are actually spending on it is a great deal more than what we realize. And so I think that's very important. Another reason um, I think it's important to manage this is if you have an incessant need to constantly check your phone, one thing that I often ask my clients is why? Why do you need to check it? Who needs you bad enough? I recognize that sometimes we have kids that may text us and that sort of thing, um, but sometimes that's not the reason. Uh, a lot of times we'll just be casually checking email. Why do you not want to disconnect from your work when you're at home? Is there something that is stopping you? Uh, that's kind of an inward question to ask yourself, but it's, al it's also very important. Um, so kind of saying and thinking about these things of technology, 
affecting us. Um, you know, I think it's also very important to focus on some of the technology that may help us with some of these things. Uh, you know, the old saying, there's an app for that. Well, there are several apps that are out there to help you find balance. And I refer many clients to apps. I think apps can be great because as I mentioned, many of us always have our phone with us. Um, there's a couple of different apps that I have found that can be beneficial. Um, and I'll go through a few of these and I also have a link for this as well. And this comes from um, Inc.com, uh, which has some really good business information a lot of times. And a few of these things are off time. Um, and this allows uh, users to unplug by blocking distracting apps like Facebook and all those games people play. Um, so that way you can tailor it to whatever location that you're at. For instance, um, you can tailor it to work, family, or me time um, to ensure that you have access to what you need, but there's no other distractions. Because I know Many individuals I've talked to mention they may get on their phone to maybe check to see if a child called, for instance. But then they become distracted by, oh, let me check Facebook. Let me check my email. Oh, what happened on uh, Pinterest or the news or um, those sorts of things. There's another app. It's called Moment, and it allows you to set daily limits. Um, so it can help force you off your phone um, with having all kinds of alerts. So that can also be helpful. Another one is called Break Free, and it tracks your usage, but it also allows you to um, break the information down into an easy-to-understand addiction score. So it shows different logs of what you're spending different or what you're spending time on. Another one that's out there um, for Android users is called Flipped, and a lot of these I've never actually used, um, but they're very highly recommended and this one uh, for for flipped it gets pretty aggressive with unplugging um, it will allow you to lock your phone for a set period of time and once you do you can't turn it back on um, so that can be I guess a good thing in some situations uh, then there's also app detox uh, for instance if you're hooked on a particular app you can set parameters so that you um, have access to it when it's not a disruption and another one, it's an Android app as well, is called Stay on Task. And this allows you to increase your productivity. And then I did find one other app that is called, um, let's see here, Pause, yes. And it's also, it's a free download for iPhone. And uh, the slogan of this particular one is Pause the Digital, Start the Real. Um, because it's trying to encourage users to reconnect with real life. So those are a few different things if you are looking to try to find some more balance with technology in your life that could be very helpful. And I hope you will find some of this information helpful. And as we kind of conclude today, you know, again, I, like I started out, I do have a love-hate relationship with technology, but I don't think it's all bad. I think technology... When we allow it, it can be very powerful and very, very beneficial for us. Um, but at the same time, when it starts taking over other aspects of our life, it can start to get into that unhealthy part where um, it overtakes many things where we may miss some of the simple moments in life, you know, like time with our children or time with our spouse, um, where we're not actively present anymore. 
And I think that is one of the most important things in life is to really live it and be actively present. So I hope this information was helpful for you today. And I hope to catch you again on another episode of Simple Living. And for now, take care and have a wonderful rest of the day. I want to thank each of you for taking the time to listen today. And I also want to thank Purple Planet for the music that you hear. If you would like to visit their website, it is www.purple-planet.com. And remember, the information contained in this podcast does not substitute for any medical or clinical advice. If you are in need of a professional, I encourage you to seek one out in your area. And as always, remember to keep it simple.